You're listening to the Nerd to Know Media Network. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. Broadcasting from the Blanchestan Center. This is Phoenix FM. The internet is a communications tool used the world over where people can come together to pitch bad movies and share pornography with one another. According to the Nerd Index, you should be upside down in a junior high toilet around the clock. This is Well, good luck! Tide goes in, tide goes out. Never miss communication. It's over 9,000! My name is Foxy. The balls are in there. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of the Nerd to Know Basis Show, episode 125, which my co-host assures me is not an even number, but it certainly sounds even. I am Keanu Calicone and with me across this virtual table is... Ahoy, it's Dara O'Connor. Yes, welcome Dara. It's another one of our, just a two-hander for us this week. I understand you're feeling a little bit poorly before we get into the main topics, Dara. Well, one, I'm still confused how you thought 125 was an even number but you know that, that's okay we'll let that go it, it is it is a nice number though it's you know it could be divisible by five so it's, it's it, it seems five. like the kind of thing that a marvel comic would be silver for or something yes, like that I, yeah absolutely it's one of those uh one of those marquee numbers you know mm-hmm. like 125 150 200 you know it's it's all good um that's it. but yeah i am i'm doing pretty terrible i'm not gonna lie to you uh I feel like I, hit, I got hit by a bus. I woke up on Monday and I was like, oh, my God, I'm getting sick. Because when I get sick, it feels like I'm chewing glass. Mm. Um, I don't know. I mean, like, sorry, yeah. but also. Mm. Yeah, no, it's like when you're, you know, you know yourself when you're getting sick, you, you know, you're getting sick. And uh, for me, when I'm getting a cold, it's, um, it's like chewing glass. So it's it's pretty horrific. And sure enough, on Tuesday, I was in bits and I was in work and I'm like, I am dying. <laughs> and, uh, my boss is like, you shouldn't be working. I'm like, I'm fine. Uh, I'll work. It's all right. I'm so, fine. Oh, yeah, sure. My fiance tried that on with me and when I caught her out on not being able to say uh, consonant sounds. I'm fine. Oh, that's horrible. But then uh, it was so bad. It was like I um, I was asleep because uh, we tape on Wednesday nights yeah. and I was asleep last night and um. I had the night terrors and everything. I'm like, wow, I'm running a severe fever. I don't think it's the Rona because I can still taste and all that kind of good stuff, but definitely, definitely a head cold. And it's not fun. And it's funny because I haven't actually been sick um, really since before the pandemic. I got really sick with a respiratory infection, which... You know, it was probably more like the thing that, you know, uh, so with a respiratory infection in February 2020. Uh, but since then, I wasn't sick at all. And it's weird. Usually I get sick every time this year. So I go from hay fever straight into being sick when the weather changes. And that's me. So I have coffee and lemp sip all the time. And that's that's my life for the time being. It's it's pretty horrible. <laughs> <laughs> well, then. 
Let's move on to more pleasant things. We have a few games we want to talk about. We have yes. trailers we want to talk about. Yes. We haven't seen the Eternals yet, tragically oh, enough. But there is huge news, actually. Huge news that I'd be remiss not to mention. Speaking oh, of. then by all means, uh, drive this bus. Go on. Well, here's the thing. So before we get into our laundry list of topics, and there is a few, we haven't seen the Eternals, but speaking of comic books, uh, Diamond Comics. So, okay. So, when you order a comic from Forbidden Planet, uh, Subsidy, Big Bang, wherever you get your comics, they mainly come from Diamond Comics, right? right? Diamond Comics. And we've talked about them before. Diamond Comics are the, the main providers for comic books in, in the world, right? They were hit with a cyber attack this week. Ransomware. Really? Yep. Which means Wednesday is new comic book day. And guess what didn't arrive today? What? Or what didn't? No comics. Oh, at all. They're entire. From my understanding now, again, I haven't seen. I haven't seen the. Obviously, I'm not. I have no contacts in Diamond Comics, and you know, obviously, the comic shops that only know so much. But from my understanding of it, it was a large scale ransomware attack. Their system was hit. Backups fried. Uh, or no backups at all, which is usually the way with this kind of thing. You'd be amazed how many companies do not keep backups and basically wiped everything, all databases, all orders, everything. So, um, yeah, I will I will do my due diligence and look into this further and I'll probably have an update next week. But moral of the story, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to avoid yourself from ransomware, don't click on things, keep backups and don't use Windows. And defer to our big, big episode we did with Dara and Bryn yes. about internet safety, yes. which uh, is the closest thing we've ever come to, like, what are they called? Public safety announcements. Oh, yeah, like, yeah, yeah. This was like this increasingly, was... I think we need to just put like computer literacy into schools and just the general kind of health and safety of kind of the world and that kind of stuff. Well, here's the weird thing, right? I, I have a bunch of friends who are teachers who are including yourself and, um, you would think that computer literacy would go up, mm. you know, based on how technology technological we are. It's actually going down. Like I, I've heard stories that uh, kids can't turn on a desktop, can't turn on a laptop. You know, they don't know how to do it. Like, well, that's... well, I mean, it's like, but that's because technology that's... is designed to be user friendly. It's like looking yeah. at the Iron Man armor in Iron Man one and like how it's all living and moving metal. Mm. by like end game and stuff if it's so intuitive like with smartphones and stuff people won't make the effort to learn this kind of stuff unless they absolutely have to they'll always this, be take the most convenient route you know but, but this is it like it's and it, it's one of the funny things that i hear about we need to get x y and z in stem right mm. i fundamentally on on the on the whole i think that's a great idea and it's you know obviously i would say anyone who wants to be involved in stem they should um, like it's a great career and has lots of opportunities at the same time where everyone has the equivalent of, okay, the, the phone that we have in our pockets now that we watch cat videos on, or we were listening to this on, we went to the moon on something that was basically a calculator, right? <laughs> right. Literally, literally there was that much, a pocket calculator has more RAM than the, the computers that Jeez. sent man to the moon. Right. Yeah. And, computer literacy is going down and not only is computer literacy going down but ransomware is, is rampant because people refuse to have basic cyber security uh, knowledge or want to know about it and i'm like it's, it's it's a weird economy because you're like well at the same time where we all have this 
we have, we're so technologically advanced. The gap between those who know things and those who don't know is huge. And it's not because anyone is standing there going, you can't do this. It's the opposite. Everyone's like, please do this. And people are like, I oh, know. I don't want to do that. Well, you it's know, funny you bring that up, actually, because uh, I run a like a, a drama class on behalf of ADHD Ireland on Fridays, which to mm. anyone listening, feel free to attend. It's free to register and all that kind of stuff. But anyway, so what's the website again? Uh, ADHD Ireland. You'll find it there on Eventbrite. Brilliant. But uh, anyway, I only bring it up because one of the regular students, uh, she was from Guatemala and she mm. ran a free computer like literacy scheme to mm. get more women kind of trained to join the, the tech industry, which, I mean, I'm sure you know yourself, mostly men and that kind of stuff. But like you were saying, the thing she found was that even though it was designed for people who, like, you know, knew nothing and wanted to learn more, the kinds of people who turned up were the people who kind of already knew and had an interest in it. So, like, that's see, kind of the, the hurdle you get into, you know. See, that's the thing, right? Like... Again, the X, Y, and Z in tech, any kind of group we pick. It, it's it's tough because it's like when it gets to a certain level, there has to be an interest. And I always say this to people who come to me, because you'd be amazed how many people ask me how to get into tech. It, it's it literally happens once every couple of weeks, right? And you know, it's you have to have an interest, and the interest you can't really you can't fake that. You can't teach it. Like tech is hard, it's very hard. Until it's not like there's this click point. It's called the click point where I refer to it as Lego in the dark. Right. Right. Particularly something like coding or networking or anything that's like proper hands on keyboard. You're going to be here for hours. Right. It's very hard. It's very tough. And then it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and that, that can ha- that can take two weeks. That can take two months. That can take two years. That can take t- 10 years. It won't take 10 years. It'll probably take about six months realistically. But, you know, that's what happens. And in order to stick that out, you have to have the interest. You have to want to do it. And so many different people are in tech. But the one thing that they all have in common, this is what's important. They have an interest. They mm. want to be there. You can't just say, oh, go and go do that now. Because they don't have an interest. Like, here's the thing. It, anyone listen, if you want to make serious money, go do cybersecurity. Go get a career in cybersecurity. There's jobs. Hundreds of thousands of jobs, right? Because of stuff like this. The, the, these attacks are arising and it's going to be awesome. People don't want to do it. <laughs> they just don't want it. They don't want to sit there in front, in front of your computer or do audits or, you know, do all this kind of stuff. You know, it's because it's it, it in some ways it's very boring and it's very hard. Yeah. So that's basically it, Keen. Um, But look, again, moral of the story is don't click on things and. And be safe out there. It's crazy. But if anyone does want to check out more information that they can do or they can check out our episode on cybersecurity and all that kind of stuff. But I will do my due diligence and have a watch at this uh, this as it develops. And hopefully comics will come back because supply chains are a thing. And now comics on top of it, it's, it's wild. <laughs> well, speaking of things coming back, we are two, nearly three weeks when this episode goes out into the return of Doctor Who. Have you been yes. keeping up with all the shocking developments here. Uh, I tangentially, as in, I cannot watch the show anymore. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, uh, I have been. I did check out your reviews when they're up. Are you still up for this season as well? Oh yeah, yeah. Okay, Got two I'll, up I'll, now on Geek Ireland. That's my second plug of the week. I'll have to, I'll have to check them out now to kind of see what's going on. But I have the backstage stuff is what's really, really tickling my fancy. Where um, obviously it looks like there's a massive creative changes coming. Um, but yeah, if, I think like a lot of people, I'm just kind of waiting down the clock where I'm like, right, let's see who regenerates, what's happening, and 
and if the show can be can be salvaged because well see that's that's what i find kind of sad about this because i mean this series is shaping up to be fairly decent but like it's in the shadow of russell t davies coming back of Mm. all this like speculated drama behind the scenes we've also Mm. got in two years less than two years really the 60th anniversary yeah. Like, you know, it's like all this stuff. People are already placing bets on which cast member from It's a Sin is going to inevitably be the doctor. And it's going to be someone we've never heard of. That happens every time. Um, huh. Like, so it's a shame that this is going out in the shadow of that. Because, like, you know, a, a, like a doctor deserves their last hurrah. And Jodie Whittaker more than most of them, you know. Mm. Yeah, well, look, as I said, one of those things with, um, you know, it's they set themselves up to fail. I think a lot of this is, you know, uh, it was a long time coming. I feel sorry for Jodie Whittaker in a sense, but she didn't help herself. Chibnall really didn't help himself. And the BBC didn't help themselves either by pushing fans. And I know the the Doctor Who's always been very, very liberal and Mm. left-leaning. And that's grand. And you know what you were getting. But they became very um, preachy to the point that you can't even watch the show without being beaten over the head with it you know what I mean it's like come on like, this is this is a bit much yeah but, yeah I get what you mean it's very like kind of I mean it's sort of lesson learning type thing yeah it's, 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 maybe it, it, now hmm. in an alternate universe maybe if they were just a little bit kind of uh braver and they were like we're gonna go back to basic make this a kid's show like yeah. Magic School Bus mm. and it's just going to be stuff about science and just stuff about history. You'd lose your adult audience, but sure, you haven't kept them I, either. So. I don't think so. Like, to be honest with you, the appeal of Doctor Who was always was always the camp funness of it, you know? Oh, yeah, um, yeah. But also, the, like, My Little Pony has an, <laughs> has an adult audience. You know? I don't warn me before you bring up the ponies. No, but you know what I mean? Like, that's... I don't, I, I think like, an, a, look at Pokemon, you know, it's saying yeah. I think adult audience. I think you would win much people, uh, a lot more people back with just being a decent show. And look, no one's saying you can't force in political. No, mm. sorry, sorry. No, let me reword that. I no get, you, I you, get can, you. you. You can't have a political leaning or a political agenda, but just it needs to be natural. You know, it needs to come up. For example, <coughs> we've seen this happen several times during the show where um sorry i'm dealing with a cough here so hold on that's right my point let, let me know if you need like a, a talking break or something yeah that's a bit better okay um <laughs> yeah like we've seen it happen on the show where they've tackled big issues and it's never really been a been a problem as such but it became a problem like even um with Matt Smith, David Tennant, and they would kind of come at stuff from a different angle or whatever, you know, or, you know, speculative history or whatever. The problem with New Who is it just beats you over the head with it. And yeah, it's actually, that's a really good point because historically, like, Doctor Who has been political. Like, we were watching, like, one from the 80s called The Two Doctors, mm. which was written by one of the best Doctor Who writers and from the point of view of a very angry vegetarian. Mm. So the villains are running around trying to like literally eat the companions and talk about tenderizing them. And it's contrasted with like, you know, people who are fishing and it's supposed to be, but like when they do political stuff like that, 
or like they did a big one on taxes. They did it with a real sense of over the top, as you say, camp humor. Mm. So the point was hammered home with a sort of a wink and nudge. That, do, you, do you know what I mean? Like well, Douglas Adams type stuff, you know? Well, that's it. Like, that's great. That's a great um, point. The like, Douglas Adams stuff is all, you know, has massive amount of social commentary political commentary in it as well but at no point is it ever just beating you over the head with it yeah it's not po face like no it, it's it's more kind of like um it's what's well, more clever you know <laughs> it's like it, it's well written that way you come away from it and you're like actually that was a good thing i didn't think of before it was a good layer or whatever and, and rapping in comedy kind of lets you reach your own conclusions and stuff exactly you know? exactly yeah uh, but there's you know with chibno specifically They've just and the BBC again, you know, the blame has to go to BBC. They mm. were told about this. They saw the numbers drop and they saw the negative reviews and they just doubled down on it. So it's like I feel I feel bad for people involved in, in Doctor Who because it's like. But then again, they had to stand up and go, listen, you are killing this show. It's the same thing that happened to Star Wars. It's like, you know, you're killing the franchise. What are you doing? Well, and that's the- what I wonder about now, because we will never know what happened behind the scenes, but like Chibnall, like just joining dots from what's there. And I say this as someone who is in Chibnall and Co's corner. Oh, but like, I don't Chib- know how. Well, not, yes. Just let me, just let me finish my oh, point now. Chibnall sorry, didn't, was, had been out of the show for a few years, but like he hadn't written an episode since Matt Smith. Yeah. But Broadchurch was big around the time Capaldi was leaving. Mm. So that feels, it doesn't, so you'd think, the next writer would be someone who'd just done a few episodes yeah. on it, you know? So that feels yeah. like an outside of control decision. Mm-hmm. And now we have a series where it's six episodes and all of them are written by Chibnall. And that feels like maybe contractually, he was yeah. supposed to get a series of 10. Mm-hmm. We're not getting that. We're going to be in trouble if we don't give him his mandatory this and that and the other. Mm. So it it's... I don't like going back like behind the scenes. I like just taking every episode as it arrives. But it feels like there is stuff happening behind the scenes that isn't being communicated publicly. Do you know what I mean? I agree. And I, look, I, I, you know, I, I, there's always these rumors. There's always, but even just taken from TV numbers and even interest. Like I remember I was at the 50th anniversary thing in London a couple of years ago. Mm. And Doctor Who was red hot. Yeah. It was on fire. And, you know, RT were even covering it. That. Now, no one cares because it's like, you know, it doesn't have that fire anymore. Again, it, it, the, the closest parallel to it is Star Wars. You know, they took the hottest franchise in the world and over the course of, again, heavy handed either agenda pushing or just not listening to the fan base. And look, agenda pushing is OK. Don't get me wrong. Some people like that. But you oh, have yeah. To be- like, sure. The Zygon inversion, which is the Capaldi era one. Mm. That was a great one that was about immigration kind of coded in the shapeshifting aliens living among the human population. And- but, what, but what's important about that is the fans have to want it. Yeah. Yeah. You yeah, yeah. You, you, you can't. You can't have your cake and eat it too. Like again, like Doctor Who fan base is always going to be very lefty, right? Mm. But beating, beating them over the head with something, particularly when they're like, "Look, we just want to watch the TV. Yeah. <laughs> we just want to watch a TV show about a space wizard." <laughs> can you just, can you just do that? Because you know, I, 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 I personally don't believe that everything has to be political. I th- actually, I think less things, less things being political are better, particularly in entertainment. 
because everything's political now. It doesn't need to be. You go. Well, there's a school of thought that everything is political, but you don't have to set out to make something political. I agree. Yeah, that's a better way of putting it. You know, I mean, like, you know, you go on Twitter now, you have people being cancelled. You go on, you turn on TV, you have this. But I think escapism, uh, entertainment and escapism have a place and people need to remember that at the end of the day, you're watching entertainment to be entertained, not to be preached to. Yeah. And BBC really need to, like, get that. Or Doctor Who is going to join Star Wars as, uh, you know, irrelevant. Like the Star Wars franchise is so damaged that the only thing keeping it alive is the Mandalorian and Boba Fett. And that's oh, it. And we will get to Boba and Fett. We, but actually, I'm glad you brought that, that up because um, there was a bit of a falling out back before. Now, to be, to be give Chibnall some credit, like mm. the, the fall of Doctor Who kind of in terms of ratings and all that kind of stuff. I did a piece on it a few weeks ago. Right. It's actually been happening for a while because it has been. Yeah, it has been, yeah. It started with um first they aired Capaldi's second season at like nine o'clock at night, mm. where no families were watching it. No. And then they like to accommodate strictly come dancing. And uh like to be fair, Mark Gatiss and all the a lot of the crew objected to this publicly, like no. and then perhaps to double down on that. They then took Doctor Who off the air for a year and then pushed the, yeah. the spinoff on BBC Three yeah. after BBC Three had been turned off. Yeah. So, it's... like, you know, it's uh, so Mark Ages says there's this great sense that the BBC think Doctor Who will just take care of itself with no support. They do. They do. And, they do. They really and this do. is where it's led us, you know. Yeah. And that's it. And that's what I was saying to you. I think, like, there's only so much blame you can put on the creative team because mm. at the end of the day, there's no oversight. There's no one being like, look, you can't do that. You need to... BBC should have been like, what are you doing? We're losing loads of money. Because remember, we're looking at this from a Hiberno English view- viewpoint, right? Mm. Doctor Who got big because it's big in America. Yes. That's the reason why it got so big. And uh, if people can be upset all you want. It's true. The reason why Doctor Who got so big when it came back is because the Americans lapped it up. Mm. in massive quantities they put in the money bbc america is not free you have to pay for it and that's where the budget came from the americans just aren't buying this they're like nope off we go and this is it like the amount of people i i think the the blame as you know mark addis by the way who actually is like he did probably one of the best series in horror ever oh yeah yeah. i love mark addis he's great but um the the, the blame here is really lack of oversight and just lack of direction. Like there's no creative vision. When I look at Doctor Who, when it came back, you can see that there's a vision all the way up until Capaldi. You can see that there's a vision. And then the wheels just kind of fall off. And it's just like, there is what you said, which is like, oh, take care of itself. And it's just been kind of wandering. And um, it, it's, it's a shame. It really is. Because like, I think Doctor Who can come back. I don't think it's as damaged as Star Wars because it was like consistently from the top damaged yeah Oof. doctor doctor who is lucky because it it's designed to kind of kill itself and come back every exactly series. anyway star wars exactly. is kind of whatever what it is you know yeah exactly like to to retroactively fix star wars you kind of have to really retroactively fix it you can't just do small tweaks mm. with the, the timeless child for example that's the biggest problem and they will eventually wreck on that mark my words that is that will go soon because well actually i'm glad you brought that up because the big this we're only two episodes in at the time we recorded, but this is mm. a six episode series and yeah. it has a plot running yeah. through it that is set up from the timeless child thing. 
Yeah. The first episode I thought was a bit of a mess because it literally was just like loads of plot points and monsters, like the Weeping Angels are in there, some Tyrants are in there, someone else is in there. Mm. Uh, the second episode, last week's episode, was pretty decent. It was some Tyrants on horseback in the Crimean War while the, <laughs> while the new guy runs around in <laughs> Liverpool taking, on some, taking out some Tyrants with a wick. Right. It was like half silly, half big, here's a historical lesson thing. But right. it was fun. I like fun. And you know what? We've been so mean to this kind of era on this show. I will give credit. I had lots of fun in the last episode. And and I would really like for the next four episodes to be good. So that, like, you know, there's a sort of history will go, okay, maybe we were overreacting a little bit. This is fineness kind of, you know. I don't want to be mean to anything, King. It's just, you know, when there is that, like, Anger to look, I'm a lifelong wrestling fan, a WWE fan. I know when the company hates me, right? <laughs> WWE hates its fans and it's been punished for it, right? This is what happens eventually when you when you are a niche product. And again, um, wrestling went from being mainstream to being niche, and now it's being challenged because there is literally a company, and not to get too much into it, but there's literally a company called AEW, and they are just giving exactly what the fans want, yeah. and they're going to beat WWE eventually. Because WDB are like, no, right. I'm doing it my way. And what they don't realize is eventually the people leave. And that's what happened to Star Wars. And that's what happened to Doctor Who. So at least Doctor Who have the awareness going, we need to fix this real quick or we're all out of a job. And this show is dying again. Well, again, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love Russell T Davies, but dragging him back in, is, yeah. it definitely feels like a bit of desperation. It know? is. Yeah. And look, it's to be fair, if it works, great. But here's the thing, you haven't got that much hands left to play. Like they yeah. do have to fix massive problems. And I have to I have to hand it to them, at least they are. You know, with Star Wars and the Mandalorian and Boba Fett, it looks like they're trying to fix it. Mm. But you know, you can't touch the Star Wars. There's like you can't touch the Skywalker family anymore because that is toxic unless you do a rewrite. And at a certain point when you have to rewrite your show, your movies or shows, that's a bad sign. But again, this all comes back to there is two things. One, you gotta have a plan. And two, you gotta respect your fan base. You don't do that. What's the point? What's the point? <laughs> well, uh, well, it's like, yeah, I think you could actually. The Boba Fett thing's a good example. I think with big properties, you have to walk a fine line between giving people what they want and giving people what they didn't realize they wanted. And your man, mm. Dave, what's his name? Dave Filoni, who does Star Wars. Yeah, he, he's very good at coming up with things that people enjoy. Yeah, that are kind of like what we're, they were looking for, but are also original and surprising. Because to the extreme end of Doctor Who is in the eighties, they just gave the fans everything they mm. wanted. There's an entire series where it's just Daleks, Cybermen, da 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 da, and like it's overly violent and very grim and all that mm. kind of stuff. And you can tell they're kind of catering to the the comic-con fans you know who just yeah. kind of want the things they've seen yeah so like i don't know like kind of you have to find a balance like, he's actually very good at that balance too actually he is and that's why his run is so successful but it's funny because you mentioned it with disney star wars the only thing that was actually successful from actually it's funny so you that's a great point king really is Genuinely is a phenomenal point because that's what was happening with Star Wars. They were doing two of the other and then Dave Filoni came in and did a third option. And what I mean by that is like 
the court now and i like the last jedi because it's something different i, I genuinely will defend that movie i think that was like whoa you're actually trying to do something yeah. it's wrong but you're still trying to do something so i respect it on that point but the big appeal of the first of the the, the sequels were oh you know i remember this oh yeah look, isn't it there oh look it's brilliant and yeah I never it's that. like episode eight is like the the thing you didn't want necessarily option and then episode nine is too far the other way it's just thing you like more of it kind of there has to be a kind of a balance you know well here's what's interesting when rogue one came out it was all fan service and people loved it and to be fair it is objectively like the best of the new star wars movies and yeah I would... but i mean i'd say that the fan service is mostly aesthetic it's still oh, kind of an original story with original tone you know but what I mean is, it's like, I would gladly watch that and accept that as canon, even though it removed Kyle Katan, right? Which is really... Right, okay, I get good. you, yeah. But here's the thing. Dave Filoni came in and was like, I'm just going to do something completely different. And that's what people want. Because, like, nobody... Like, again, as a lifelong Star Wars fan, as somebody who was there during, you know, when Star Wars was the movies and the books, mm. it, it felt more alive. The universe felt more, like, interesting. And what you realize very quickly is... Do not go near the Skywalkers. That yeah. is death. Don't do it. Yeah. It's a bad idea. You know, and maybe they're starting to realize that now with the Mandalorian, with Boba Fett. But it's funny, Rogue Squadron was canceled this week as well. It's been pushed back. Somebody, yeah, the movie Rogue Squadron. Nobody wants to see a Rogue Squadron movie. Don't even bother packing. Oh, no, <laughs> no. Okay. All right. Well, no, I Why? love the computer game. I'm sure oh, the movie would be terrible. I love the game too. Yeah. Right. But here's the thing. That scene in The Mandalorian where the Dave Filoni is actually an X-Wing pilot and yeah. they're just there. Like, what are you going to... Unless you set that in the Empire when you do, like, Rebel Assault, like the plot for Rebel Assault. Too. Yeah. I, but see, the whole point is move, you have to move away from that because stop telling the same stories because then it's very, it's very boring. Like, the books and the games all knew this. Like, yeah. you... The more and more you flirt with the old movies, the less interesting they are. Like that's why um Knights of the Republic is so important. That's why it, you know they figured that out. They open that up and they're going back to it because they're like, Oh yeah, this worked. Darth Bane, um, you know, the old republic in general. These you can still do your Star Warsy things, but just not ride the corpse to death. You know, it's just it's it's it, stop it. Like yeah. they figured this out in the nineties. And now the movie Disney are like having the exact same problem because it's like you cannot bleed this horse anymore. It's it's just there's nothing there. And the more you the more you change things to try and you know add a bit of spice, you just annoy the fan base, which is what happened in the in the Last Jedi. So with the Boba Fett trailer, it looks pretty cool. Uh, I'm gonna watch it. Obviously, um, I'm not expecting too much from it, but it doesn't have to be. It's its own thing. You know, it's its own thing. They're gonna do a little bit. Um, I'd say it's just you know it's just a carry off at this point. Like it's it's where it needs to be. The Obi Wan stuff is really cool. I think the the future, if they do want to play with familiar Star Wars, it's three three to four. You know the the midpoint where they do the Clone Wars stuff, where they they show what people were doing. You know maybe make a Force Unleashed movie, that kind of thing. You know there are things you can do, but Disney Star Wars did it ass backwards. And they're getting punished in very much the same way as uh, we saw with Doctor Who. But that's the Star Wars done with, man, because we have a lot more to get through this week. Oh, yeah, that's right. We got 20 minutes of like, go on. What have you got then? Uh, eyes. 
Sorry about the technical difficulties earlier that hopefully no one will have noticed due to Dara's superior editing skills. But I believe you have video games to tell us about. I do. So I haven't pre-ordered a game since Watch Dogs 1. And I haven't bought a game day one since Cyberpunk 77. <laughs> so both spectacular failures for different reasons. But um, and I also haven't bought the hype since um Polar those games either and got stung twice. So don't buy into hype, folks. But what I will say is, look, I was really surprised last year or the year before by um a game by uh, you know Team Park video game makers. I can't remember the Frontier Frontier I think they're called. And um, they make park uh, Planet Coaster, right? And Planet Coaster so, is sorry. Really f- what is Planet Coaster? So Planet Coaster is like Team Park. Remember the game Team Park came out years yeah, ago. Yeah, of course. It's like that, but really well developed. So you can actually make proper roller coasters. You can manage your Team Park. You can, you know, uh, but then like you can also make real world Team Parks. Like there's a, uh, you know, Disneyland, Islands of Adventure, um, even even Tail Park is there. Right. <laughs> serious. I'm serious. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's, actually, it's actually pretty good. So you can pretty much make whatever you want, and they're really fun games. And they also did Planet Zoo as well, which is great. But randomly, they when Jurassic World, uh, the new one came out, that the the mid one came mm. out, they dropped this game, Jurassic World Evolutions. Right. Oh, I've seen clips of this. Yeah, it's kind of like Sims, except with dinosaurs. Yeah, basically, you make your own Jurassic World. And you run it. So, you know, you have your own concession stand. You, you know, you, you have a hotel. You can build you can clone dinosaurs. It's extremely fun. And it's, it has no reason to be as good as it. It is wonderful. I played it consistently for about 72 hours. Right. Did everything. <laughs> all the DLC, except for Clear Sanctuary, which is atrocious. Pretty much got platinum, all that kind of stuff. Right. And now I was like, oh, OK, well, that's that. That's, I can't play it anymore because I've done everything. And then randomly, uh, they announced there's a second one coming out. And I'm like, oh, my God. So I pre-ordered it, which, again, first pre-order I've done in years. Mm. Um, and I got it yesterday, and it's uh, brilliant. And I am extremely sick, but it's so fun. It's, it's Oh, lit- but like being like sick in bed and playing The Sims or something like it is just yeah. a match made in heaven. It's, it's literally the exact same game as the first one. But they've added things. So it's right. like what we said, you know, they, they listen to the fans and they're like, well, what do the fans want? What do you want this, this, this? So the first one didn't have the the Megalodon. It didn't, you know, it, it was, it had a lot, but it didn't have as much as, as this one now. So they just expanded it out, added a few more game modes, did the sandbox. And, you know, I'm really enjoying it. I'd say, look, if you're a fan of this kind of stuff and you don't want to drop the 55 euros, pick up the first one. The first one's brilliant. You'll have a great time. And then obviously pick up the second one if you like it. But the first one I can get for like eight euros or something down PC. So it's really cheap. Okay. And I got to ask, what have you done with it so far? Uh, well, the, as I said, the first one, I've done everything. All the DLC, everything, including the 90s DLC where you go to the original Jurassic Park. Oh, and I that's... mean, like personally, what have you built? Like, what, what is your park like? Oh, well, I haven't, as I said, I've only got the, so the second one takes place, the story mode basically is, it's based on the new movie that's coming out where dinosaurs are everywhere and you need to kind of capture them and build a park around them. Right. So I'm in Washington State at the moment trying to, you know, house T-Rexes who have escaped, <laughs> basically. But you no, know, in, in the first one, like I built a proper park where I was like, you know, I had like, um had a fighting ring mm-hmm. where like, you know, T-Rex would fight everything else and then you had like your your herbivores and your you know pack of raptors it was brilliant you know it was it was really cool and you can be as creative as you want but i had this dinosaur called emma this t-rex called emma right and i got really i got really attached to her i i, 
I streamed. I streamed a lot when I played as well. I probably streamed this one. And uh, she died, and I, re- I reset the bit of the game to keep her alive. And I was playing the DLC, and basically at the end of the DLC, um, <laughs> the Domus Rex gets out, and you can't kill him. He, like, you have to kill him, but you can't. But all your dinosaurs right. are killed. And then randomly, I'm like, I'm going to lose this. And then Emma just shows up and kills him. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> and the game just ended. It just ended because like the, 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 the AI is so good that the dinosaurs kind of do what they want. Right. Like, they genuinely just do what they want. And I was just like, oh, well, thanks, Emma. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and that's, that's what I mean. Like, that's why I had so much fun. It was just, and the game just ended because that was the, the end of the DLC. I was just like, wow, I did not see that coming. But um, right. I know they're great games. Like, if you like the theme park thing at all, if you, if you like Jurassic World and sim games, you'll have a great time. There's some great people like uh, online building like death parks where like they have a hundred dinosaurs and like hundred people, and it's it's hilarious. But like, as far as like a straight game with no mods, it's it's a lot of fun. Pick up the first one; it's like eight quid or something. But, yeah, you uh, learn I, a lot about yourself playing those kind of games, don't you? Well, that's it. Like, I I, I play like in terms of what you. Well, look, I try to play as many, as many games as I can on the PS4 because computers are work for me. So I don't like playing games on computers that much when I'm not working. So, uh, or when, uh, sorry, I don't like playing yeah. games on computers anyway because obviously when I'm on computer, I'm working. But uh, the PS4 is like, for me, is this unwind mode. So, yeah. you know, if you have a PS4, it's actually, they, they map all the keys quite well so you can play it with a controller. Um, but yeah, that's my hard recommendation for this week. Uh, the Rascal World Evolution the series is brilliant. Um, yeah, really good, really, really good. Uh, yes, and right in time for Die November as well, of course, which we must not let slip by. Is this a thing, <laughs> or is this a new thing? You've never heard of Die November? I haven't. No. Oh, look it up! It's now. It's going to show you how much of a basic like Facebooker I am, but like. Yeah, it's basically this thing that got started up by two parents who, for the month of November, they basically just, uh, they got, they had young kids and they hid, they dressed up their dinosaurs around the house, like their toys, and made it look like they'd, like, played with the toilet paper or they'd raided the cupboard or all that kind of stuff. Oh, wow. And that exploded and caught on. And now, like, every mad dinosaur fan out there on the internet does special dinosaur stuff in November. It's kind of like... It's like a Twitter holiday, basically. So if your well, game go. got extra patched things, it wouldn't surprise me if that had something to do with it. Oh, there we go. <laughs> I did not know that. Um, I've also started playing Watchdog, <laughs> Watchdogs Legion. It's the new Watchdogs based in London. Um, don't play it. <laughs> Can I just ask, is Watchdogs like kind of Assassin's Creed thing where it's like the same thing again in a different yeah. skin or is it something yeah, more no. complicated than that? What well, Watch Dogs one when it came out was supposed to be like this next generation ultimate hacker simulation where it was a lot of fun and it wasn't it was dark and dreary it was GTA with with phones. Um, the second one came out was probably one of the best games of the, this generation. It's absolutely wonderful. It's everything they promised and more. I love it so much. Watch Dogs two was phenomenal. However, Watch Dogs Legion is terrible. It's they've actually regressed. And but it's not like a technically it's a fine game. It plays fine and looks grand. It's in London and it's really like ridiculously accurate. Like it's so accurate to London that when I go to the British Museum, I always get lost because the way the way you just walk and it appears. And I can't I can't describe that any other way. Like 
it just appears out of nowhere and you're like, oh, there it is. Yeah. That actually happens in the game where you're just going across and you're like, it's around here somewhere. There it is. And you're like, oh, yeah. man. So it is like property accurate to like to a T. But the problem with it is they're taking away the main character. So the main character, so basically you recruit random people to join your, your. they use the word cause and I right. find that very uncomfortable. Uh, an Irish person running around screaming England shouting about the cause. You're like, come on. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so you can recruit basically anybody to join Deg- DeadSec, which is the hacker group. And um, basically, that's a great idea and all, but they hired four voice actors. So the voice oh. acting is horrific. It oh, is no. Horrendous. So we're talking like really bad non-player horrendous. character type things. Horrendous. And it wouldn't mean that they're non-playable characters because you actually do end up playing them as in right. you recruit them. But oh, my God, like it's. It's awful. It's so bad so bad and i think they fixed it with um they, they patched in dlc now where they bring in like the main character from the forest and they try and introduce the main character it's what they did with the first one as well where they, they the dlc was better than the game but i'm like you had it perfectly the second one and then you messed it up again so Do you yeah i think like, it's a case that like they're withholding content to set it on to you later or something i don't like think that. so I don't think so. Like it's, uh, you know, I, I think you were right the first time where it's the same. You see, every Ubisoft game is kind of the same, you know, and this is the problem I have with this generation in general, which is why when I was playing Jurassic World Evolutions, I'm like, this is brilliant. You know, it's completely different. Every game is pretty much the exact same game. And look, I'm sorry if this offends anybody. Every single game that is out for the PS4 the generation is the exact same game. Just they change one or two things. That's that's the increasing Every impression I get. Like, you Every know, with Far Cry and that kind of stuff. Oh, man. It's just like reskins of it's re- the same game over and, and over. Like, you might get the odd game that pops out and it's like, oh, this is brilliant. But that's it. Like, all the rest of them are the same game. It's not Ubisoft. It's Activision with Call yeah. of Duty. Or, and I'm like, man, who is this for? Like, who's... Like, I, I literally went in and I was like, right, I traded in a bunch of my games, to P- the PS4 games to right. CX because I just... I didn't care how much I got for them. I just had to want to get rid of the space, right? And even even after that cleanup, I'm like, I still don't, I'm still struggling for something to play. Now, what's interesting is, that, and that's just the Western games in general, right? I'm like, I just want these gone because they're just garbage. Yeah. Fatal Frame came out though, the new Fatal Frame. And uh, I don't know if you ever played Fatal Frame. No, but I you have. No. <laughs> well, we talked about it at our at our our horror convention back. Oh, in that's Daytime. right. Yeah, was that two years ago? Now that was two years ago. Two yeah. years ago this this week, actually, man. Yeah, that wild. Um, so we have to give that. We have to to dust that off. I think in the future. But um, yeah, Fatal Frame. For anyone doesn't know, is also called Project Zero, and Fatal Frame um is a game where you play a, a young girl in Japan. And you basically see ghosts through your through this camera. Yes, this um, is coming back to me now. Yeah, yeah, it is pretty scary. Dreadout did it as well in the, from Indonesia, but um, there was one released for uh, Fatal Frame Four was released for the Wii of all things. Sorry, the Wii U of all things, mm. and, uh, and now it's released for the PS4. So I'm, I haven't got a chance to pick it up yet, but I am looking forward to to playing that. And um, you know, that's something completely different. Again, it's not Western. It's it's its own thing. And it's just so unique. Um, what's it? Um, there's a few other ones on them, but like, it's crazy when you're playing these games or when you're playing the PS4 or something now that like all the games are just kind of the same. Uh, oh, complete it, homogenized. Actually, just to I know it's kind of invalidate my point a little bit. Go on. But the Doctor Who have kind of done a clone of the phone game you're mentioning. There's right. 
one which you can download onto your phone. And the gimmick is you found this phone on the floor and a weeping angel took whoever owned it last. And you're talking to, they actually get your woman who plays Osgood from Unit and some of the people from Blink back. And the more you kind of unlock it, uh, the more you'll obviously kind of get closer to the end of the game, but the more mm. the weeping angels can get you. And oh, well, in that's the show, cool though. That's cool. Yeah, that's cool. And the cool thing is in the show, as because I know you're still with it with Matt Smith, if oh, okay. you've got a picture of an angel, the angel can come out of the picture and get you. Oh, that's brilliant. So like, I mean, I'm only just getting into it, but that's like, that's a case of taking a cool idea and not just copying it, but sort of like, you know, adapting like, it into like a new fun thing, you know, like, like a part not of like me, a reskin, like. Like a part of me always kind of wants to get into game design or, you know, whatever, or, or work for a game company or something like that. And then I'm like, nah, not really. <laughs> you know, because it's just like, <laughs> you know, how much of it's going to be made where you're, you know, working on college or something like that no one wants to do that you know what i mean and it's just like i i i kind of feel sorry for the gaming industry because like it grew from being like its own thing to being this massive thing oh i miss the wild west of the playstation 2 days where stuff would just come out and and you'd rent it and see if you liked it and everyone kind of had their own favorite that someone else did hadn't heard of i know we have that in terms of steam and that kind of stuff yeah but but it's not really got the support you know well, it's not even that. It's what I was saying earlier on. Like, computers are work for lots of people. When mm. you see a computer, it's work, you know? Yeah. Um, so, you know, it, it's more kind of like, well, what's on the PS4? What's on the PlayStation 5? What's on yeah. the, the Xbox or whatever? And it's just, it's not there. You know, they're just not making them anymore. You know, the, the, the Switch might have it, but it's just like, you know, I find myself going back, and if I do play games, I, you know, go back and play Vampire the Masquerade or deus ex or even the new deus ex pretty good as well the system shock all kinds of, and you go back and play them and you're like because these are fun games you know and then you might get the odd one that comes out but I, like as i said i went into cx with a stack of ps4 games i didn't even play because i'm like i genuinely these are all the same games again and you just buy them you're like why yeah. am i buying this you know i i know i'm not gonna like them i <laughs> play them or you do play them and you're like this is exactly what i thought it was you know like um and no matter how good the mechanics are, you basically are playing the same game over and over again. You know, Assassin's Creed 2 was brilliant, but then Brotherhood's the same, Unity's the same, even yeah, Valhalla's the same. Yeah, and something we haven't brought up, and I'm finding it increasingly, is that console isolation. Yeah. Like, as in, in terms of, like, you know, when you had a PlayStation 2, you could play PlayStation 1 games on it. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Increasingly, it seems like you can get away with doing the same Assassin's Creed game or Call of Duty game, whatever, because you have a new console and you want the new version of it because the old ones, for whatever reason, don't work as well on the new one. So there's that extra layer to it as well. Like, genuinely, I would like to know uh, maybe people listening, and you know, you ran the game corner, so we maybe get some game designers on to talk Mm. about it. Um, Are people in the same boat as us, or are we just getting old? Because I, I genuinely don't know. Like, I know there's like games like Fortnite and stuff like that. that are well, the play. online playable thing that isn't that's a good good example of like you know I don't understand that. Duty comes out, all yeah. of the people multiplayer in it will migrate to the new one. See, I don't, like, I don't, I don't, I don't understand that. You know, like I have actually uh, Overwatch is quite fun to be fair. I played Overwatch mm-hmm. for a little bit, but I'm like, this is just Unreal Tournament. It's, this is Unreal Tournament with new yeah. skin on it. It's the same game <laughs> that came out 20 years ago, you know, and it's fun because like you just know how to play it. But I'm like, for me, when I'm playing games, I want an experience and I just yeah. haven't got the last experience I got was um, was actually Jurassic World Evolution. Yeah. Check um, out Deltarune as well. Deltarune is a sequel to yeah. Undertale and that's free to download. 
see stuff like that, Undertale, Undertale, and stuff like that. They're all brilliant games. The mm. there was um, Street Rage Four came out with brilliant too. Sonic Mania, you know, there are, but these are old IPs. These are these are games made in like a retro style. Yeah, um, yeah, you yeah. know. And it's like, do we not have any cool ideas? No, we don't. Okay, fair yeah. enough. Well, you know, I would say, look again, if you like what you like, that's great. But we'd love to hear from you. You know, if, if you're like a hardcore fan screaming at your radio on Phoenix FM, going, oh, I love Call of Duty. Oh yeah, scream no media comment on it. We'll put it on. Absolutely, because like I'm genuinely don't know if I'm just you know, are, are, are Old we man yells are, cloud. Are, yeah, are, are we like uh Grandpa Simpson now? Gone. <laughs> <laughs> I used to be with it, but now you know is that yeah. us? Is that us now? Yeah, I know tickety tickety and everyone was dancing the ticky talk. <laughs> exactly. Um but what on that actually like, we've just got a minute left. So is there anything you want to plug before we wrap? I do, I do, and we can go over a bit, I suppose, but Gaia, right? So Gaia, so I have two plugs. I have uh, the the uh, Ember Smart Mug, right? Which is a mug that you connect with your phone hmm. and it keeps whatever you have in it at a consistent temperature. So for me, I'm on other calls. I have uh, coffee sitting there. I'm sitting there for two hours. So I got really used to drinking like really old manky coffee that's been sitting there for like two or three hours. Nice. Ice cold coffee and not in a good way, in the manky way. And I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to see if this is BS or not. So I bought one. They're 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 nearly not worth it, right? Because the price isn't they're not cheap, right? Right. But oh my god, it's a game changer. <laughs> so worth it. I uh, like literally you just have like you connect it up to your phone, you set it knows what's in it. So if you put tea or coffee in it, it knows what it is. And then it you can set you turn the little thing on, you put it on a saucer, uh, because the saucer charges it, and then it keeps it consistency or whatever so i like to have it like 54 degrees and yeah 54 degrees two hours later three hours later four hours later same it's amazing oh god it's amazing that sounds incredibly futuristic it is it's also ridiculously wasteful as far as like <laughs> it, it's, they're not cheap like around 150 euro yeah. for like the one that you can actually drink out of the, like yeah. the, the one that actually is a real cup the 100 euro one is like half a cup so don't buy that but uh i'm still just like I didn't need this, but it's also really useful. <laughs> uh, so that's my first plug. And I'd say, look, if you're if you're somebody who struggles, keep you know, if you don't drink your coffee straight away or whatever, you know, get that because it, it is worth it. Like I use it every day and it's it genuinely is a lifesaver. Um, OK, that's awesome. The other thing I have is Gaia. So Gaia is the, you, you remember the History Channel, Keen? Like yeah, of course. The, old, the old history channel before Pawn Stars and uh, Storage Wars was the only thing on it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's taken a turn, isn't it? So do you remember you'd have like the historical stuff that was like, you know, World War Two and uh, the Middle Ages and all that kind of stuff. A lot of World War Two, Titanic, Egypt, that kind of yeah, stuff. Yeah, so that, that all went to a streaming service called uh, Curiosity Stream, which is really good too. The UI is kind of crappy but the content's quite good right then there was the mad stuff that used to be on, <laughs> uh, you know ancient aliens and yeah. everything is you know conspiracies and all that kind of, that's all gone now which is a bummer but it's not really it moved to a, a thing called Gaia Gaia is an, is it's a streaming service after my own heart now it has lots of yoga and all that kind of stuff now I don't watch any of that I went there for the mad stuff right so you know <laughs> Everything's aliens, everything's secret societies, everything, blah, blah, blah. It's wonderful. You want to go watch a four-hour documentary on the Knights Tempers? They have it. You want to watch a four-hour documentary on elongated skulls? They have it. You want to watch a four-hour documentary on 
on each uh, ancient Babylon and Sumerian tablets, man, they have that too. It is wonderful. I'm having a wonderful time. And literally like, yeah, look, a lot of it's probably absolute garbage. But you know what? Junk food is fine. And it's good just to have that in a world that's falling apart around everybody. <laughs> you know, I just want to listen to this lad talk about mad stuff for like four hours. And it's, brilliant. And it's great to have on in the background when you're gaming or that. They also give you a free trial. So it's $99 a year to sign up. So it is pretty steep, right? But to give you a seven day trial, so if you're listening to this going, actually, that sounds like a lot of fun. And it is. It is a lot of fun. Uh, you can just get the seven day trial and then leave. But for me, I'm like, it also has George Norrie's show from Coast to Coast AM. Okay. So I'm like, oh, man, this is great. So I love Coast to Coast AM. Obviously, I do a show that's pretty much the exact same thing. Yeah. But um, yeah, I love it. I think it's great. Um, it's like they made a streaming service just for me. And also they're Aww. really nice on social media as well. So if you tag them, they'll give you love. So, oh, okay. What a what a wholesome way to wrap up this episode. That's Absolutely. lovely. Where can people find that now? So, if just go to Gaia.com and uh, you know, sign up for the free trial. They don't sponsor us, but I'm gonna try. Hopefully, lads, if you want to, absolutely. And it's fun yeah. because, as I said, look, they're gonna have if you're into all that kind of it, basically, if you like the mad side of old history channel, you're gonna love it. And I grew up with that, you know, when you were sick or that you're off school and you're like, I want to learn about aliens. <laughs> And you'd watch everything about aliens. <laughs> and, you know, it, it's just, you don't have that anymore. So Guy is fun. I don't regret the, I don't regret the trial, the purchase. I'm probably going to keep it because it's, you know, mm. there's something there. Like your man literally talked about the nice tempers for four hours and I'm like, fair play. So, you know, I, I had a good time. Okay, that's wonderful. Yeah. All right. I think we'll call time on it there because uh, we're slightly over now. But uh, thank you for such a wonderful episode and for popping in when you're feeling poorly as well. I hope this has brought up your mood a little bit. It absolutely has, Keen. It's always a pleasure. As I said, you know, Keen is, is the constant that drives this bus. And sometimes it's off the cliff, but you know, mostly <laughs> not. <laughs> mostly not. On that positive note, if you have any thoughts on what we said about Doctor Who or about the comics industry or any of the things with Star Wars, especially we've covered, do let us know because we do like to have a dialogue with the people who listen to us and we really appreciate you coming to check us out every we now do. and again. So. And, here's, and here's the thing, nerdtoknowmedia.gmail.com is where you can reach us. Also, our social medias, if you just go to nerdtoknowmedia.com, you'll be actually able to find all the social medias there. Do comment. We read all the comments, read all the emails that come in. This is your show too. Again, we're on Phoenix FM for a reason. Community radio station, we want you guys to be involved. If you're a local creator, if you do a podcast, if you, if you make movies, if you're a comic book creator, if you're a video game designer, if you're a fashion designer, if you're if you make nerdy things, let us know. We want you on the show. We want to give you a platform because that's what we're trying to do also as well. Very well said. And on that heartfelt note, uh, I think we'll say goodbye. I've been Kian. I've been Dara. And we will see you at the same time next week. Bye. Bye. <laughs> This is worth it, we do work and fight, fight, fight She says I'm not romantic I say she's not dramatic I tell her why we're at it, we can work and fight, fight, fight She says I'm not romantic Are you I a nerd? Do you like hearing about a bizarre range of topics from the world of nerd? Does your heart and hairstyle still belong in the nostalgic 90s? Are you a sucker for spooky weirdo things? Well, whether you're a hardcore nerd or a vanilla ice ice baby, Straight Outta Canto is the podcast radio show for you! Straight Outta Canto, that's K-A-N-T-O, Ireland's number one show for nerd culture, nightmares, nostalgia, and more. Straight Outta Canto. Join us at nerdtoknowmedia.com. 
Thank you for listening to a Nerd to Know Media production.